This is the Thanksgiving edition of The Politics Lab, a podcast that puts politics under a microscope. On this week's episode, Bill and Phil hand out their world-famous Turkey of the Year awards. So grab a turkey leg and a scoop of stuffing and let's go to the lab. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Politics Lab. My name is Bill Muck, and I'm a professor of political science at North Central College. And I'm joined by my colleague and best friend, Dr. Phil Barker, who's a professor of political science at Keene State College. Happy Thanksgiving, Phil. Happy Thanksgiving, Bill. This is always a fun episode to do. I look forward to this. This, this is a good one, right? You know, no, nothing serious, just turkeys, right? It's uh, yeah. uh, it's it's great. And, and last year we did it the week after Thanksgiving because the scheduling. I love that we're literally doing it the day before Thanksgiving. The timing <laughs> just is perfect. You're like, we wrap this up this episode today and then you're off to your family Thanksgiving, right? Like it's this is like become part of your Thanksgiving routine now. Absolutely. I was up early roasting vegetables, man. I mean, like it's all part of the day. And um, it's actually, you know, you have the same thing. Like, you know, in academia, you get Wednesday, Thursday, Friday off. So it makes like a little bit of a break before we go back for the last two weeks of classes. And I will say, I'm sure it's probably similar for you. The the quality of the student attention after Thanksgiving <laughs> break plummets unbelievably fast after yeah. the Thanksgiving break. Even even in the lead up to Thanksgiving break, it's yes. like everybody starts checking out like middle of last week. Yeah, this is this is absolutely right. Yeah. And uh, and then so you just have a little bit of a, a rest and, and it's hard. Everybody kind of just it just fades at the end. Not a, not a lot of real good learning going on in those yeah. last couple of weeks. So so you've been doing all sorts. You were making some sort of like turkey meatballs with stuffing inside them or something. Is that right? Yes, you know, always try to think out the box, outside of the box. Because to be honest, I think turkey is is not the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. So you got to try to find new ways of of cooking it. So yeah, I made turkey meatballs that are stuffed with stuffing, um, and then we'll serve them with gravy. And I sampled one last night. It's it's pretty good. Yeah, pretty it's good. ground turkey around stuffing, and uh, think about a heavy dose of gravy. Gravy makes everything better. So. I, I'm always in charge of the turkey. I always like brine it and do all of that, everything. And yeah. I had a dream last night that I, <laughs> I got up this morning and I opened the, like, you know, I bought this big turkey and I cut the the wrapping off of it and there were like two little tiny Cornish game hens inside. And I was like, this is never going to, it was a panic because it was never, it was, wasn't going to be enough meat. This is, these are the sorts of things I worry about this week, I guess. <laughs> you worry about how much turkey you got. Yeah. yeah. No, this is good. It's, it's good to be thinking and dreaming ahead of the potential hurdles that may come your way. <laughs> so. Uh, all right. Well, I, we should probably remind everybody how uh, to stay connected with us, the social media stuff that we don't really use. But the web page is key, Phil. Yeah. So the, the web page is the politics and, and it is, of course, Thanksgiving week. So there is no homework. We have no I have no articles linked at all this week. But you can go to the politics yeah. and find out all about Bill and I find all of our old episodes. And on all of those old episodes, with a handful of exceptions, there are articles related to the stuff we talk about. So you can always do more reading. But yeah, our social media is there, our emails there, all of that stuff. It's the go-to place, thepoliticslab.com. This is a good week to catch up on all the reading you've gotten behind for previous That's episodes, right? right? So that, no, sometimes we do that in the class. All right, there's no assign. Go back and do the old readings. This is a this is the week to go do your old readings. <laughs> Before the final that comes in two weeks that we're going to give you. That's exactly right. <laughs> So, all right, Phil, let's, let's dive into our turkeys. Yeah, so Thanksgiving's a big holiday for us. Um, we see it as the perfect time to debate some of the biggest and most obnoxious turkeys of the year. And so here at the Politics Lab, we're always trying to innovate. We've got two new categories uh, this year, the biggest international turkey and the biggest congressional turkey. Man, there were there were a lot of, of nominees for biggest congressional turkey this <laughs> yes. year. So this is, uh, of course, in, in, uh, in, in addition to our traditional category of the biggest political turkey of the year. 
year. So, so Bill, let's start with the International Turkey of the Year Award. <clears throat> I know uh, our sizable staff here at the Politics Lab has been hard <laughs> at work putting together a list for us. So let's go through some of the contenders. Why don't you why don't you take us down the nominee list here? Yes, yes. And we got, I think this is, a, this is a strong list here. And then, again, we will use our political science tools to kind of decide who is the biggest turkey. So number one, uh, our French protesters. So if, if our listeners remember early in the year, uh, France kind of lost its mind for weeks and weeks on end uh, because of legislation that would have raised the retirement age from 62 to 64. Um, and uh, France had wanted nothing to do with this. They were very, very angry uh, and pushing back on this. And much of the rest of Europe and much of the rest of the world sort of looked curiously at France, um, you know, saying like, hey, 62, to 62, it's not so bad. Right. And and this would uh, <laughs> this would address a lot of like long term uh, economic issues for the government. It would help raise revenue. I mean, I think there's a lot of reasons for doing that. But the French were like, no, we're not doing this. <laughs> and so therefore. Right. I mean, there were like fires burning in Paris as people were burning stuff, saying like, I want to retire at 62. So, you know, that gets you on the list of, of potential yeah. turkeys of the year. All right, another one, uh, Evgeny Prigozhin, who is who is no longer with us, and it's always a little awkward to have somebody who's dead on your Turkey of the Year. But if you remember, this was the guy it's what you get uh, who for playing with grenades on a plane, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> this is right. This, yeah, so yeah, this was the guy who, during the middle of the Ukraine war, basically turned his troops around and was heading towards Moscow in what appeared to be a military coup, uh, and then suddenly stopped and worked out a deal with Putin where he could just go away and there'd be no punishment. And then, yes, as as Phil was. Referencing, he uh, died in a plane crash where apparently he was playing with grenades, and and Putin had nothing to do with that. So you know that kind of conduct gets you on the Turkey of the Year list. Uh, so a new entrant, uh, just basically from the last week, is Javier Millet, uh, and our listeners may not know about him. He is the recently elected uh, new president of Argentina, and he is a populist. Um, and uh, let me here, let me pull up a little bit. Phil and I were reading an article about him before we came on. He describes himself, he's a populist, but a, an anarcho-capitalist. Uh, he's never held public office before. Uh, he's th- proposing radical changes to the economy and the government, including uh, ditching the peso for the dollar, uh, shutting down the central bank. Um, he got some attention in the region for his campaign of waving a chainsaw around. And, and if you're on a computer, you can Google him and a chainsaw, and you'll see a rather disturbing picture. Pretty crazy uh, He said this was was yes this was his uh a metaphor for slashing the size of the government it was a actually a real chainsaw um all right he's been compared to donald trump and uh ex-brazilian leader jaya bolsonaro uh trump congratulated him um and so so a couple of sort of more bizarre details about him prior to entering politics in 2020 he was an economist and a tv panelist and spoke of his past profession as a tantric sex coach uh he's made a series of bizarre remarks through his campaign including that he communicates with his dead dog through a spiritual medium um and that his deceased pet told him to run for president <laughs> All right. He also supports legalizing the human organ trade, calling it just another market, uh, and said it, quote, depends on whether he supports the sale of children. Uh, We probably need some follow up questions on that. Um, A lot of evidence for uh, Turkey of the Year there. Uh, I close. Okay, who's let's see. We got a couple more. I got so excited. I closed my page. All right. our last candidate. Oh, we have that Vladimir Putin, who's just sort of perennial Turkey of the Year yeah. award. And then finally, so again, thinking outside the box, the Chinese spy balloon. Um, you know, that that spy balloon was really, really being a turkey. So, all right, Phil, let's have some discussion. What are your, what are your initial thoughts on this list? Uh, and uh, I don't know. 
Yeah. So yeah, let me see here. I, as I think through these, so the French protesters one, <clears throat> I, I get it. Um, I, I, I get the, the, like, this is the, it feels sort of petulant to be upset about, uh, the retirement age going from 62 yeah. to 64, <laughs> but this is, this is how the French operate. Like I, one of my favorite, like French experience, it's not, wasn't my favorite at the time. Kelly and I went to France shortly after we were married. Um, and we went to go to a museum. Like we had gone all the way to, I mean, we were in Paris for like two days. We were going to go to a museum and, and we went to the Rodin museum and it was closed, um, because of strikes. And we were really upset because like we're you know we're how many times are we going to be here we're not going to get to go to this museum and uh we went and sat at a cafe and got to talking with the the waiter and it turns out that the workers just occasionally every now and then want a day off so they just have a strike the guy was like don't worry about it it'll be open tomorrow <laughs> so it's, it's very french and there's something about that that i love so like the idea of like getting really angry because you have to do work is something i can also relate to <laughs> so oh, yes. i think i think uh yeah I'm, i can understand why people might think they're turkeys, but they're my kind of turkeys. So, so I'm going to, I'm going to give them a pass. I think, I think that's, that's fine here. Uh, that's Vladimir, interesting. Yeah. Go ahead, I, I think it's, oh, I think it's important that you point out that they're your kind of turkeys, right? You're not denying yeah. that this is turkey like behavior. You're just saying that you can embrace somebody yes, who every once in a while takes a day yes. to work off or who goes in and burns something because, because yeah. they, yes. <laughs> Someone told they have to wait two more years to retire. I would also have a meltdown. I get it. So, <laughs> So, so uh, well, generally falling in the category of Turkish, you know, Turkey behavior, yeah. you're, 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 you, you embrace that. I'm giving them a pass. Yes. And then Vladimir Putin, I think Vladimir Putin deserves like a career achievement award from the turkeys. Um, yeah, but yeah. I don't know that he's going to get the turkey of the year this year uh, yeah. because it's just it's like, you know, it, it, you act like a turkey long enough and, and nobody's surprised when yeah. you're being a turkey. So that leaves us with with three um, for me, which is the Prigozhin, the, the Millet and, and the the spy balloon. I, I, I go back and forth. So the, 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 the Javier Millet guy, uh, yeah. is like his behavior is like the most turkeyish of of yes. all of them I think but I think he's just like getting started <laughs> it'll be <laughs> it'll be really interesting to see what he looks like I mean in some ways I think more than him the people of Argentina deserve this award for electing this idiot like I, the <laughs> fact that people continue in in this day and age after what we've seen uh, from like populists around the world that people continue to get behind people who have sort of no experience in crazy, you know, conspiracy theory ideas and whatever is like, it's, it is bizarre and disheartening to, to me. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like the real contenders this year are Prigozhin and the spy balloon. Um, and, and it's not even the yeah. spy balloon. It's maybe the, it's the guy. Cause it sounds like the story, you know, who knows, but the story is yeah. this was like an, uh, like, unapproved launch of the spy balloon. So it's really yes, that yes. guy like who's probably no longer with us. I don't know, but right, um, right. Uh, yeah, launching a spy balloon over the United States is like, it's, it is about as like, you know, it's like a bump as bumbling as you can be. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, I mean, it would be like something out of, I don't know, uh, some old three stooges movie where they're like running yes. national security and they send a spy balloon over the, over the country. So that's high on my list. Prigozhin also high on my list because he's a guy, yeah. like if I'm really thinking about what it means to be a Turkey, this is a guy who 
I don't know who, who like made himself rich and powerful by being like a corrupt part of the Putin system. Yeah. And then when sure. things like start to not go his way a little bit, he gets into his head and he's going to, uh, you know, march on the Capitol, but then any like sense that it might not go well. And he's like bailing on it. I, that, that yeah. all of that stuff seems to, he, he's like my leading contender, but I'm, I want to hear your discuss. I want to hear your arguments on this before I this- sort of make my final vote here. This is good. We'll both narrow and then we'll make our final selection. So my criteria for Turkey, and I I think this will be consistent throughout, is there's got to be some element of sort of comic absurdity to it. Mm. And for that reason, like you mentioned, like Putin, he is a turkey, but he's also more of a villain, right? And when you're a repeat offender, I think you drop out. So, yeah, I think we drop out Putin to start with. And I even drop out Purgosian because of the Mm. villain-esque behavior of him. Yes, he he was a bit of a turkey in terms of saying, like, I'm going to turn the troops around and go back to Moscow. But there's so much villain-esque-ness yeah. to him. And there's less. It's more. It's not comically absurd. It's just really not, stupid. So not cartoon uh, villain either. Not like. like yeah. 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 Right, right, right. So so I would say those two drop. But for me, the comic absurdity of like the French protesting, raising the uh, the retirement age is just it's sort of brilliantly <laughs> hilariously. And uh, the sort of turkey behavior. Um, I also think Malay is you're right. He is. He's maybe in the running for me this year because it's like so much turkiness. I mean, yes. he is. I mean, if he's campaigning with a real chainsaw, that's like bonkers. And talking about communicating with his dog and all these other things, like he's Open he's high on my list. Of selling children, like how does right, how does somebody right. say that and get elected? Like how did we get here? <laughs> Right. We'll have to come back to that one because that's a deeper one. Um, And then also the Chinese spy balloon for me, all of it, the comic absurdity of that entire Mm -hmm. incident, which is right. You know, China, it sounds like accidentally having this weather balloon come over like this, you know, bus size balloon, spy balloon is is absurd. But then I also include the element that Joe Biden got so much pressure and like there are U.S. senators who are taking pictures of themselves, like with their guns pointing up at the sky. And then Joe Biden shoots it down and then he shoots down a whole bunch of other weather balloons because he's afraid of them like the whole thing like for me there is a lot of turkey going on with that incident so i would say my leading contenders are the french Mm. protesters uh milay and the chinese spy balloon incident So, okay, where do you, what are you settling on? What's your, your final thought here? Well, your argument pushes me towards the spy balloon because you're right. It's like it's (laughs) Turkey on so many different levels, whether it's the, the, like China doing this either intentionally or accidentally, either one of those are, are absurd. But yes, I, you and I were even talking about, like, we went back and looked through like the, what's more stupid. And this was like the spy balloon was, there were the memes of Donald Trump hitting a golf ball into the spy balloon and and (laughs) knocking it down. Like you're right. The sort of overreaction of it all, like of these things the ones that would like most likely show up in like some sort of satirical movie right yeah um would be the either the 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 javier in my mind the javier millet or the chinese spy balloon but i i, I yeah. think i have to go with the chinese spy balloon that whole that whole incident everyone involved the the it becomes you know pretty pretty turkeyish i think I am. I, I like that as well, because for two reasons. One, you know, the French one isn't all that significant, right? It's, it's yep. important for France, but it's not truly international. And I like your point about Millet, where he's just getting started, right? I mean, if you're going to win the Politics Lab Turkey of the Year Award, you've got to have more material than just, you know, a, a silly campaign. And we were so we were talking about the spy balloon. Didn't you say one of the things I, that Donald Trump thought there may be a person hiding yes, in the spy yes, balloon? Yes, we talked- that's right. He did. He claimed there so, was a man on the spy 
red balloon. Yes. <laughs> Which again, that is like the, the comic absurdity of all of that. No, I'm with you. Like as as we think about this, I'm thinking that that should win our our biggest turkey of the year international category. I, I hadn't thought about this in the context of the 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 Biden G meetings last week as well. But there's something about the image of them, like after they're sort of everybody that China sends this balloon, U.S. you know starts shooting down everything in the sky. I could see the two of them like meeting for the first time with this like sort of <laughs> yes. shamed like oh let's just forget about let's put that behind us uh yeah I, I like that i think we're gonna i think we're gonna declare that the winner maybe and it's fun when when you have a candidate that can involve so many turkeys right i mean this is one where you could even say like joe biden had some turkey behavior like shooting down weather balloons and you know yes. jd vance in the back his backyard tweeting out pictures of him looking up the sky with his gun like there's lots yeah. of turkeys involved i mean the you know all of that so that that that's good all right this is good it, it work, feels like it, that that deserves like a is is a group of turkeys just a flock or is there a, a, some cool name for a group of turkeys I do not know. I do not know. Man, a group of turkeys <laughs> is called a flock. That's unfortunate. Okay. But this is that this we got a flock of turkeys with that one, I think. I like it. All right, should we transition? Yeah, yeah. So let's let's talk let's talk a little bit about uh our one of our you know other new categories, which is we there were so many candidates uh for Turkey of the Year just in Congress that we felt the need to create a, a congressional Turkey of the Year award. So let's just kind of walk through this here. There there are a lot of candidates here, but I mean we could go with another fl- uh, you know another flock award and giving it yeah. to congressional Republicans in general for for you know a wide array of things. Um, yes. uh, specifically, I mean, we could also give it to Kevin McCarthy, right? So the, the, his, uh, his, and, and maybe it's not just, uh, you know, well, it's Kevin McCarthy, who in so many ways, like, you know, shamelessly supporter of Donald Trump, but is also brought down by the biggest Trump supporters in Congress because he's right, not Trumpian right. enough. Um, uh, you know, we could, we, we, we don't have it on the list here, but I think a last minute nomination could be Matt Gates, who's the one who brings down, yes. you know, Kevin McCarthy yes. for even being willing to work with, um, uh, with the Democratic Party. Uh, <laughs> Mark Wayne Mullen, which was the guy we talked about, <laughs> was that last week who, who yes. challenged a yes. teamster to a fist fight in Congress? Oh, God. He's another he's a late contender, but yeah. that is some serious turkey behavior where yes. poor Bernie Sanders is screaming at him. You're a U.S. <laughs> senator, for God's sake. <laughs> then there's there's George Santos, who's like, you know, yes. is in the midst of being evicted from Congress and, and brought up on criminal charges for his behavior, um, who seems to have not told a, a true statement in his life, maybe. Um, you know, speaking of people uh, potentially going to press, we've got Bob Menendez. Um, yes. w- w- this is, you know, last minute edition. As we were talking, is Lauren Boebert. We can go back to yes. her, you know, vaping and making out in 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 a in a, a movie theater. It was a was it was a musical, wasn't it? It was like a live theater <laughs> performance. Right. Yes, yeah. So there's a lot here, and I'm sure there's people that we have left off. But like, where do you? How do you want to sort through these? How? Do, what's your initial uh, evaluate evaluative criteria as we look at congressional members here? This is such a strong category. I think we could throw a dart, and any one of these people mm-hmm. would be deserving of the congressional Turkey of the Year. Uh, I mean, George Santos, again, if we think about sort of the the the, the bonkers behavior, the intentional embracing of the absurd, that's George Santos, right? I mean, he mm-hmm. like more and more information comes out. Um, remember, was was it a a few weeks ago we were talking about, didn't he talk about something with like a, a he was running away with a baby or something? I can't yes. remember. Some, yes. Is you that know, your baby? And he said, 
not yet or something like that. <laughs> right, something right. I mean, all yes. of that, that is turkey behavior. Yeah. All of the, the, the information that came out this week about what he was doing with this campaign and illegal spending. I mean, that dude is a turkey. Um, Kevin McCarthy makes a really yeah. strong case. I mean, remember when he was first nominated, it took 15 rounds <laughs> to finally be elected. Most people would have enough humility to step away. But you got to be a real turkey to say, I'm going to force your hand and stick around for 15 votes before everybody finally you know, gives gives me the speakership. And the, the the like lack of any shame that led him to that is also what yes. uh, like laid the groundwork for his own demise, right? Like in order to get elected, he had to like give all this power to people like Matt Gates. Like it, it, hard to imagine it would have ended any other way than how it ended for him. Exactly right. I mean, it's it, that's that's the arc of a turkey, right? Where you mm-hmm. like you go up, you flame out, and you burn. It's just, classic it's, turkey arc. <laughs> that's exactly right. But but for me, as I'm as I'm sort of thinking about narrowing. You know, congressional Republicans start to jump out at me as is a collective, you know, because all the things we're talking about, they really stand out as being uh, a collective turkey. What did you call it? What's what's a group of turkeys? A flock. Just a flock. a flock. Nothing exciting. That's a flock of turkeys. Right. So, so my initial thought is uh, the congressional Republicans as a whole is maybe a leaning candidate. Uh, Senator Mark Wayne. I just I don't want to call him by his last name. I just want to call him <laughs> Senator Mark Wayne. Uh, that guy seriously made a run at it. I mean, this you know that that uh, threatening to fight somebody in in the halls of Congress is a big deal. I think Bob Menendez is less turkey and more criminal. Yeah, um, for sure. It sounds like you know he's just a a, a pretty bad criminal, right? I mean, yeah. gold bars or whatever were found in his house. I mean, there's a lot where you know some of it is turkey-ish, but it really feels more criminal. Um, so I guess I would say you know congressional Republicans, Senator Mark Wayne, and maybe Santos are my leading three. What about you? Well, I think so. I I tend to be fully on board with you. I think I, I to go back to the criteria that you established before, which is that turkey has to involve some level of like absurdity and not just like, <laughs> yes, so yeah. it's why, why Vladimir Putin is just a villain and not a, 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 a Turkey. I, I think of, you know, that's the same thing with like, with, with Menendez. Right. Yeah. Um, and the same reason why like the, the, the melee, like he's got, he's got potential, but you got to have a, you got to have some, a, a real body of work to get yeah. the Turkey of the year. I kind of feel the same way about Mark Wayne Mullen. That's in that sense. And yeah. that he's like, yeah, I think he's got that body of work there. Cause like I've lived near his district for a long time, but, uh, <laughs> Uh, but um, uh, I, I don't know that he's there yet. And and a lot of the others, like, I, I don't know, uh, you know, Lauren Boebert or whatever is, is or Matt Gates. they're they're like, I don't know, they're 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 I don't even know how to describe them. But again, I think when we're thinking about like yeah. rising to this, I think their insanity is is sort of defeated in this grand scale. I, I come down to. Either George Santos, who who meets the, you know, the the sort of bizarro version of like, you know, again, the not just not a, it's like a comical villain, right? Like uh, yeah. uh, and, and, and the extent to like that, that this guy just like made up everything and continues to be <laughs> right. so bizarre and shameless. Um, he's, he is right up there again. If we're talking about the, the satirical movie in which China accidentally launches a spy balloon over the U S like a character like George Santos plays a major role in that movie, yes. right? Like that he fits <laughs> right. in that definition as well. 
Um, but then there's the there's the congressional Republicans. So the two for me are either George Santos or a flock award for congressional Republicans. And that's, you know, whether that's like ousting Kevin McCarthy and inability to choose a leader over and over again, the yeah. the fact that they're basically being pulled around by the crazy wing of their party that like, you know, all of this together, like they're throwing out ideas of making Donald Trump speaker of the house like that. It's they're high, high up that yeah. list. I don't know if it's like if you're comparing those two, like if you took congressional Republicans and divided them like, you know, by the number of Republicans, the amount of, of Turkeyishness, I don't know if it rises above the amount of Turkeyishness that George Santos has achieved on his own. The, the severity of the stuff that congressional yes. Republicans are doing, the, the implications are far greater. So that's where I kind of come back around to like George Santos is more comical, con congressional Republicans more serious. And so I don't know which way I should go in terms of the, the Turkey of the Year award on that. Well, I mean, George Santos is a congressional Republican, right? I yeah. mean, so maybe, you know, I think as we think about the totality of it, as I was listening to you and you're right, George Santos is uniquely Turkey, right? Um, but all of the Republicans, like, I mean, just last week we talked about, uh, you know, three basically fights, you know, where, uh, you know, Mulwayne or Mark, Mark Mulwayne is, 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 is threatening somebody. Uh, another Republican is accusing the former speaker of punching him in the kidney. Another one is calling a Democrat a smurf. I mean, and that was just one week. Um, not even thinking about the, you know, the broad process of trying to elect a speaker, being unable to do that. Uh, the, the continued support, absurd support for Donald Trump. I guess I'm leaning a little bit more towards the flock of Republicans. If we're se stepping back and saying, you know, we're looking at the totality of it. I think I think my thought is they are maybe the turkey of the year. That's a pretty compelling case, especially so on, on two parts. One, George Santos is part of is a subunit of congressional <laughs> Republicans, but also two, it, that it's taken congressional Republicans this long to like yeah. act on him like that. We've known that G George Santos was like a criminal liar for like a really long time now. And it's only just now that congressional Republicans are actually yeah. acting in any way on it. And so um, in, in some ways, like there's a the congressional Republicans hold a responsibility for the insanity of George Santos at the same time. So that, that's I don't know if it's a fair fight when you're when you're putting the yeah. entire congressional delegation up against George Santos. But I think you're you're right. They they are certainly deserving of, um, of a, a turkey of the year award. I, th I think I think maybe they, I think you're right. I think congressional Republicans are the winner. And, and, it, it, we, and it's it's such a bizarre year too, right? I mean, normally we wouldn't want to go after an entire, uh, you know, congressional party, but I think this is they've really made a strong case this year. They yeah. really put their effort into it, and it was it was a broad and sustained effort uh, <laughs> uh, across a whole bunch of individuals. I mean, they really I think they deserve it. So it's, it's a real team effort. Yep. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, should we jump to our final category? Let's do it. All right, so this is the big one, right? This is our political turkey of the year category. Now, and I will say Congress sort of this is additional category of Congress complicates a little bit, but we'll figure it out. All right, so who's in the running, Phil? You know, perennially, we have to have Donald Trump in, right? I mean, he is he's, he's such a strong candidate for any turkey of the year award. Um some others we considered was was Clarence Thomas. Uh, had a unique year of of turkey behavior. Um, I, I was thinking, you know, I think the American public um, has has been awfully turkeyish this year in terms of their um, absurd behavior. Um, you mentioned Fox News, right? That Fox News had a lawsuit where they lost seven hundred eighty six million dollars. Um, again, that there's a lot we could dive into there. And then uh, another one who's usually on our list is, is Elon Musk, right? Uh, Elon has engaged in, you know, he's not a conventional uh, political player, but he has asserted himself in, in 
in the sort of political realm much more actively. So, um, Phil, what are some first thoughts on this this group we got here? So my initial sort through, I think uh, yeah. Elon Musk, I feel like he's he's a he's a previous winner, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and, yes, non-political and, category. Uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, and, and he uh, he, he kind of didn't have a home in the awards this year. Um, he's not really international. He's not congressional. He's not like purely political. But you're, you're I mean, you he is he the political impact he's having. And and he is like, a, again, a massive turkey. It's not just I think he won for what he had done to, you know, Twitter in the past. But now you're. Yeah. Yeah. As he continues to destroy Twitter and make it this sort of, I don't know, kind of conservative wasteland and it's, it's realm just so of anti-Semitism, awful. you know, yes. And then like <laughs> embracing these crazy ideas and, and it's not just Twitter, right? Like he's, he's like done all sorts of weird stuff with Ukraine and his, his satellite communication stuff. And it's like, he's, he like. I don't know. He he has become kind of the uh, the the sort of you know modern twenty uh, first century sort of robber bear and villain. I think, yeah. um, and so he deserves he deserves some credit. I think the Fox News one. I mean, Fox News always is like there's something about Fox News in, in that there there is a turkey element to this in that like they yeah. knew that they were lying and just profiting and, and they did it <laughs> right. anyway. And the fact that they lost hundreds of millions of dollars is a beautiful thing. I don't know. It's hard to decide for them like the 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 the. The the verdict came this year, but the behavior yeah. came like before right. that, right? And so it's, it's in some ways point. it's like uh, I don't know, is it a retroactive? Or do they deserve it for this year? If we didn't find out about the stuff until this year, do we give them uh, you know an award for things they did in years past? I, those those things weigh on me. Donald Trump is again like uh, Donald Trump is. He has evolved in my mind from a turkey-ish, like kind of buffoonish, to like to a real danger in a way that yeah, puts him yeah. more kind of in the sort of villain category than in the the turkey category, and and so I, it's like he deserves a whole separate thing, right? And so I, I'm going to yeah. eliminate him just because not because he he doesn't deserve recognition as a turkey, but he like deserves recognition as something more than a yes. turkey. So for me, I'm kind of down, like, as I talk through that, I, I think, I think Clarence Thomas and, and maybe, you know, this could be mm -hmm. uh, Clarence Thomas could receive the award on behalf of the court in some ways, because this year, <laughs> yes. I mean, he's like the representative of the kind of corruption of the court. But in a year in which you have the, you know, this sort of, um, I don't know, uh, frighteningly conservative rulings at the same time that story after story after story of corruption, um, particularly with Clarence Thomas comes out to have it sort of wrap up the year with this like meaningless ethics code. I, they, you know, Clarence Thomas accepting on behalf of the Supreme Court is like it's my go-to. I I, yeah. I do come. You are persuasive on the American public. Um, I don't know if it's too big of an award to give, but yeah. the American public. The fact that we are sitting here, um, a year out from elections, and having Donald Trump lead, it, yeah. it, like in in polls, and to I, I it's that that makes Americans pretty Turkish. But I, I think for me, the winner, I think this year has to be maybe Clarence Thomas in the Supreme Court. But I, I want to hear your your take on sure. it before I before well, I definitively I, say anything. 
I agree with you on Donald Trump, right? I think uh, when you start embracing authoritarian tendencies and uh, you start using fascist language openly and intentionally, it's it's less playful then. And I think you sort of you kick yourself out of the turkey category, right? It's just it's less comfortable because we want to have fun here. And I feel like he's drifting into, you know, really sort of. They look similar. He should have like a vulture of the year award yes. picking at the carcass of American democracy. <laughs> Next year, that'll be we'll do that next year. Um, and Fox News, similarly, I think you're right. The timeline was kind of an interesting point. I hadn't thought about that. Um, it's it's audacious behavior, but maybe not the strongest for Turkey of the year. Um, I'm sort of, you know, I think Elon, we could give it to Elon for every category yeah. every year if we wanted to. Um, I'm drifting more. He's more obnoxious mm-hmm. uh, and dangerous than a turkey, right? Uh, it's less comically absurd and more like intentionally dangerous. You know, I mean, it's. But this mm-hmm. just this last week, he was sort of retweeting and tweeting anti-Semitic things. And it's just, again, it, it, for that way, it feels more Trump-like in terms of drifting into a really dangerous place. So, yeah, I knocked them out. So I'm narrowing into Clarence Thomas versus the American public. So let me think a little bit more about this, right? You know, you're right that Clarence's behavior and open rejection of the rules of the court and common decency in terms of how you conduct yourself uh, in your finances on the court really sort of stands out. Out because uh, it wasn't just one thing. We're we're in like a couple of years now where it's like yeah. drip, drip, drip. More and more information. The last one that you know he got a loan for a couple hundred thousand dollars for his RV that he likely never paid right, off. Yeah. Yes. Right. That's turkey behavior. Right. Somebody giving you not just a vehicle but an RV makes it particularly turkey. <laughs> right. You know, like you become a massive turkey if you accept a free RV on the court. So um, I, I'm there. What's frustrating for me is, is or the hard part about this is the American public also makes a, a strong case for just being idiots, right? Just, mm-hmm. you know, know nothing, uh, indifferent. You know, we talked a couple of weeks ago about the recent polls, you know, in, in five of the six battleground states, Trump is winning. And so the American public is like, you know what? Maybe we got to give this Trump guy a little more <laughs> thought, right? That, that feels like. That's that's some pretty Turkish behavior, but but inflation's a little high and Joe Biden's old. So let's go fascism. (laughs) Right. 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 But maybe maybe Turkey isn't the right. Maybe that's not like necessarily being a turkey. Maybe that's just being stupid. So I I find your argument for Clarence Thomas pretty compelling as like sort of a uniquely uh, massively turkey year he's had. I I like that because it there's something about. You know, when the oversight comes in and people start pointing this out, that if you're a real turkey, you just don't care and you just keep doing it. And he's really embraced that role of turkey throughout the last year or two. Yeah, it, it's the hard part is like, you you know, you were talking about like Elon Musk and Donald Trump are sort of, you know, dangerous and obnoxious. And so they pushes them into a different category. The problem is like all the things we're talking about here are dangerous and obnoxious, whether it's yes, Fox right. News, whether it's the American public supporting Donald Trump, you know, after everything that he's done, whether it's Clarence Thomas, like accepting bribes and, and overturning Roe v. Wade and that sort of stuff. So they're all dangerous and, and obnoxious in their own way. But you're right. It feels like. uh I, like if I had to imagine, so if I go back to the the standard I've been using, which is we have some satirical movie and we're looking yeah. at like, you know, uh, not villains, but like comic villains. I, I think Clarence Thomas is a villain, but it's like somehow very easy for me to picture like the cartoon money bags and like the, yes, the sort yes. of the bumbling way that he's doing this, that he's having people buy his mom's house. And like, it's like, he's so like care, like careless about it at the same yeah. way that there's something about that that pushes him up the, up the ladder. 
for me. It's like the 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 Donald Trump version of this is is villainous, villain like. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's like hard to see any comedy in it at all at this point. Um, and so I, I know that like, it's, I don't know, it would be easy to convince me there's nothing comedic about Clarence Thomas either, but it's easier in this moment yeah. to picture that than, than the others. No, I, I like this. I, you have convinced me. I'm on board. I wasn't sure coming into it, but I think you're right. Clarence Thomas is the right choice. And I like your frame of saying he's accepting it, but on behalf of the entire court, too. Which, you know, more, was it last week or the week before we talked about they came out with these these rules of reform where basically there's no enforcement mechanism, right? Which is also yep. like, come on, that, that's, that is deserving of a Turkey of the Year award as well <laughs> yes, to say, yes. we know we're in some deep water here. So we're just going to come up with some rules that nobody can enforce and basically doesn't change anything. Yeah. Yeah, I think they 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 should display the Turkey of the Year award proudly on, you know, in in the in the chambers of the Supreme Court. This is this has been fun. Phil, we have done some really good work. I think of all the years we've done the Turkey of the Year award, this may be our most rigorous analysis. <laughs> I agree. We deserve a giant plate of food and a nice long nap. This is this is how we we should celebrate, I think. This is absolutely right. I read something this morning that said uh, that if you, you know, on Thanksgiving Day, uh, if you go for a run, like if you do one of these turkey trots, it actually likely decreases. (laughs) You don't need to to continue, Bill. You can just stop now. (laughs) Well, it would decrease your appetite. But if you go for a walk, which a lot of other people do, it actually increases because you walk a little bit. You're like, I feel more hungry. So you're more likely to eat more if you go for a walk, less if you go for a run. So my advice to you is is do neither. Because I know you're not doing the turkey trot, but, you know, then you're going to be like, well, I'll go for a walk and then have another turkey leg. Does, does walking from the couch to the kitchen and back count as a walk? <laughs> no, I think it's that's too small. You're OK there. So, yeah. No. Oh. Well, we could probably wrap up on that note. Phil, do you want to remind everybody? Because now after this, this thoughtful conversation, they're going to want to look at the, the Web page. Yeah. So the politics as easy as that. You just go there and you've got all of our social media, all of our old episodes, emails for Bill and I, bios, all of that stuff. You can find it all at the politics That is wonderful. All right, Phil, I will see you uh, next week for a more normal episode. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. And, and to all, all of our listeners, uh, have a wonderful holiday. Yeah. Safe travels, Bill. Enjoy all your food. And we'll I'll see you next week. Bye, Phil. Bye.